So there's uncertainty. So I guess what we need confirmed is that all staff in all regional New South Wales businesses, do they need to be fully vaccinated with at least or just one dose? I mean, what's happening? Does this apply to employees in essential services, to farmers and other professions who do not interact with customers, need to be vaccinated from October the 11th, Monday, to keep working? There are so many unanswered questions. Chris Minns is Leader of the Opposition in New South Wales. Good morning, Chris. Marcus, how are you? Um, I'm okay, mate. Um, But I I receive notes and emails from my regional listeners who are still very confused about the roadmap ahead and exactly what is expected. Come Monday, uh, I know that Dominic Perrottet held another crisis meeting last night with the so-called crisis cabinet, if there's any of them left. Um, Do we know, are are we any closer to finding out what's happening, given that we're just, you know, four or five days away? No, I'm sorry to report that's the case, and I don't mean to be, you know, super critical here. We understand that this is a really difficult period and that the government's got many balls in the air, um, but we do need to get some clarity in relation to what the procedure will be for the regions and the city because Monday should be the opening day. So uh, it's unclear to me what the obligation would be for a small business person, how they'll determine who's vaccinated and unvaccinated, what their liability is, for their staff and their customers? Will they be subject to a fine if they don't uh, enforce the orders? And um, will the vaccine passport app, which should be ready Hmm. on the opening day, the Monday the 11th of October, will that be ready so that patrons can prove their vaccination status? Uh, You know, you you really have to give a huge... We owe a huge debt of gratitude to the people of this state to get, get vaccinated, particularly those who are perhaps a bit hesitant or a bit concerned about getting vaccinated, putting those concerns to one side to do the right thing for the state and for their family and for themselves. Uh, now it's time for the government and politicians to get this right. It's about public health orders. And my understanding is that at this stage, there are no public health orders in place for what is happening on Monday. In other words, uh, the Premier, um, or the previous Premier, Gladys Berejiklian, was very clear in, in commentary in the far past few weeks saying that Come 70% vaccination rate, which we met yesterday, uh, yesterday uh, that those who are unvaccinated wouldn't receive the same freedoms, if you like, as the fully vaxxed will on Monday. So the following Monday, after we reached the 70% uh, mark, which was yesterday, so we're supposed to have uh, a reopening uh, of most of our economy, if you like, even with some restrictions still in place on Monday. Now, there are no health orders in place saying who can and can't visit these uh, premises once they open. And again, uh, who's supposed to play COVID cop here? What, the small business owners? Yeah, I, I, I don't have the answer to that, Marcus. I genuinely don't. And you have to give the former Premier credit in relation to this. Gladys Berejiklian was very strict on this. She said, I want to open up when we hit the 70% double vaccination rate, but the the, uh, the trade-off will be it will be for those that have got vaccinated. And the message that myself and my colleagues, Jihad Dib in Western Sydney and uh, Hugh McDermott in Western Sydney and others had said over and over again was get vaccinated, get your freedoms back. Well, people have done that. Yeah. Now, we need to, now we need to know what the procedure will be uh, so that we can open up safely. Uh, the Doherty Institute modelling was all predicated on the idea that vaccinated it would the freedoms would return, sorry, to vaccinated people first. Yep. There needs to be a procedure in place for it to work properly. 
All right. Now, obviously, um, I think some announcements need to be forthcoming from Dominic Perrottet. Uh, we heard things like, you know, there'll be a change in what time the number of cases will be announced. That's being moved back to nine o'clock in the morning rather than 11 o'clock. And there's been some subtle changes made. But the big announcements are still missing. Uh, and look, in fairness, I know it's only been a couple of days, but that doesn't matter. For the people of New South Wales, it's been 15, 16, 17, 18 months of all of this. You know, yeah. we've done the right thing. I, I don't give a stuff about the internal politics or what's been going on with Gladys Berejiklian or, or the, you know, the New South Wales Liberal Party and the Coalition. I mean, whatever turmoil they're going through is of their own concern. But for the people of New South Wales, we deserve answers and we should be damn well getting them today from the new Premier. Yeah, Marcus, I've said, look, I understand the circumstances relating to the resignation of the, the former Premier. I get that, and I'm not criticising her for it. But the other by-elections, uh, Constance and Barilaro, my concern was that the government, in the midst of the most important health crisis we've had in decades, needs to be focused on the job here. Financial resources, the commitment and focus of the New South Wales government must be on reopening, protecting our public hospital system, and making sure that we're safe and our economy returns. And I think that these by-elections are a distraction at the moment, Marcus. The only focus right now should not be on the next job of any politician. It should be on the 173,000 people, 173, people that lost their job last month because of the COVID restrictions. Well, no, absolutely. As I, that's that was my point. I don't care what's going on within exactly. the coalition at the, at the government at the moment. No, they, they could all go. I couldn't <laughs> care less. But at the end of the day... The people of New South Wales, us taxpayers, ratepayers, uh, small business owners, everybody involved in our economy who employ the politicians running this joint. Uh, okay, so if Barilaro and Constance uh, want to go, let them go. Uh, I think it's a little selfish going right now, to be perfectly honest, but that's their choice and off they go. But the people of New South Wales who have done the right thing, rolled up their sleeves, dealt with the sacrifices and the inconvenience of lockdowns and, and followed the health orders to the letter, deserve some better answers. And I'm, I'm sorry, right at the moment, we're just not getting anything. Yeah, you've got to hand it to the people of New South Wales. We haven't had the civil disturbances that they've had in other states. We've got Blacktown, for example, Marcus has a 93% first, sorry, first vaccination yes. dosage percentage. Now, that's going to be one of the highest in the whole world. Yep. Uh, so, so the people of this state have done the right thing, got vaccinated, stayed at home, complied with very, very strict uh, restrictions and closed their businesses in many cases. So there's no customers, no cash flow, no turnover all in the interest of keeping this state safe. Now, uh, those of us who work in politics and those people who serve in the government have got to deliver for them because the stakes are very high at the moment. All right. Uh, well, hopefully the Premier, Dominic Perrottet, will be forthcoming with these announcements today because, uh, you know, not only do everyday ordinary workers need some assurances and understandings as to what's happening on Monday, businesses, you know, they need to prepare. They need to understand that, you know, come Monday, this is what is expected of you. You can go ahead with, with your supply chain. You can get your goods and services ready to go. You can make sure you've got enough staff. What's happening with the staff? Do they need to be double vaccinated? Uh, and what about people coming into your store? Do they need to be double vaccinated? How can you check on this? How will we police it? There are just so many questions, as you say. Uh, you know, all these balls are still juggling in the air and we're four odd days away from reopening. It's just, 
you know. We've got to get this right. Yeah, yep. absolutely. I was watching a, a business on the news last night who put up a sign saying we'll be open for business on Monday, vaccinated, vaccinated patrons only as per the New South Wales government rules, and he was getting harassed by anti-vax campaigners. I thought, gee whiz, this bloke's trying to do the right thing, comply yep. with the government's orders. We need to get some clarity around this, Marcus, because we've got to get this right. All right, just before I let you go, and uh, you and I have been discussing this ad nauseum, and we will continue to do so, Sydney siders are racking up one million tolls every day, with Western Sydney drivers paying the most. You're in the paper today, vowing to make toll relief for motorists a major issue at the next election, Chris. Yeah, it's a secret tax, particularly on Western Sydney and on working families, and there's a submission into an inquiry today that says, 300,000 people rely on private toll roads to get to and from work. If you live in northwest Sydney, you could be paying over six grand a year in tolls to a private company. I mean, we're the most tolled city on earth. We've got to do something about it, Marcus. It's out All of control. Right. $2.3 billion every year in tolls. That's what we're paying here in Sydney. It is the most tolled city on the planet.